Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to a day of prayer. We're continuing with our morning Bible study on 1 Samuel. Charles, can you open this up in prayer? Yes. All right. Lord, thank you for today, Lord. Just thank you for everything that you have done for us and continue to do for us, Lord. And I just thank you for the nice weather and all the activities that you give outside, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, I also thank you for making it where we don't have to be afraid of anything, Lord, and just giving us courage, your courage, Lord, to go through trials and to come out on top of it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we're getting started back in 1 Samuel. So if you have, if this is your first time joining us, this is our morning Bible study that we do as a family throughout the week. And the Lord just directed us to go to 1 Samuel and start going through this, this um, book of the Bible. And as we go, we're listening to the Holy Spirit to see what kind of things he has to say for us, as well as making the connection between the children of Israel and how it applies to us today. So thanks for joining us and welcome, and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome. All right, so who would like to start us off? Chapter First Samuel chapter nine. I will tell me what verse is. Uh, we're gonna go up to verse fourteen, or okay. through verse fourteen. Okay. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Bekorath, the son of Aphiah, a Benjaminite, a mighty man of power. And he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the mountains of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and they were not there. Then he passed through the land of, of the Benjamites, but they did not find them. When they had come to the land of Zuth, Saul said to his servants, to a servant who was with them, Come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, Look now, there there is in the city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass, so let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But look, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Look, I have here... At hand, one-fourth of a shekel of silver, I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. 
Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, Come, let us go to the seer. For he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well said, Come, let us go. So they went to, went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met some young women going out to draw water, and said to them, Is the seer here? And they answered them and said, Yes, there he is, just ahead of you. Hurry now, for today he came to the city, because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes, because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now therefore, go up. For about this time you will find him. So they went up to the city. As they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. So there's a lot in here. We're first introduced to Saul. Mm -hmm. And we learn a little bit about him, a little bit about his family. But in all that, what, what did the Holy Spirit minister to, to everyone? What did you get out of this section of scripture? Um, you could see the Lord's hand in, you could see the Lord's hand in all of this and how he organized and orchestrated everything to lead Saul to Samuel so he could be crowned king. How so? Explain. Just because first the donkeys went missing and the father sent Saul. And then the servant said, no, let's not go our way. Let's go see, inquire of the man of God and that he knew. And how far they traveled. They went through three places before they finally, before Saul was like, maybe we should go home. Okay. Anyone else? I like that the word gives the introduction of the um, how they spoke to one another, like calling the prophets a seer before they were called prophets. I mm -hmm. I enjoyed that um, insight to understand the customs and whatnot. Absolutely. Are you gonna say something, Latrice? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You sure? Yes. Okay. okay. Do you have any questions about? What's going on so far? Promise? No. Okay. All right. Somebody wanted to point out anything? Uh, a couple things. And, and you guys kind of brought it up a little bit. How? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it this way. The Lord always helps us in the way that we should go. He's there to lead us. He's there to guide us. Uh, I like how it was pointed out that instead of trying to find their own way to find this thing that was lost, um, is in the, the sheep. There, donkeys. donkeys. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Your donkeys. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to find them their own way, they're like, "Hey, now let's go find a person of the Lord first. Let's go inquire of the Lord to get direction, to get guidance." And even as you pointed out, Kyla, even though they passed through three towns. 
they weren't deterred. They were still going to look for the Lord's way in this. Um, but then even after, they're like, oh, we, we should probably bring something. And uh, I like how the servant is there guiding Saul and saying, hey, uh, well, we have this. It wasn't let's go out and get something extravagant. It was just, what do we have? Yeah, right. That's, that's how we're supposed to come to the Lord anyway, with just what we have. He's not looking for us to go do anything extravagant. Just come to him, right? He says, mm-hmm. draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. Mm-hmm. So just come with what you have, how you are, and the Lord will accept that. Mm-hmm. It will accept you, right? It, of course, the, there's, a, there's a change that occurs when we come to the Lord, right? Make him mm-hmm. our Lord and Savior. Or I should say, to phrase it better, come under his lordship. Mm-hmm. Um, but he will accept us. Mm-hmm. He wants to have a, a personal, deep, intimate relationship with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, the other thing I wanted to point out was uh, how, again, there's no chance things that was, that was stated, um, and not in so many words, but there's no chance things with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It just so happens, if you will, that Saul and Samuel get to the same place at the, on the same day, mm-hmm. just just ahead of one another. Uh, I mean, it's only the Lord working that out. Mm-hmm. But then also, they arrived for a feast, one that Samuel was there to bless the sacrifice that they were going to present. And... It was invitation only. You could look at it as in, well, I'll say the similarity being in heaven, right? It talks about there being a great feast. But it's for those that follow the Lord, that follow Him in spirit and truth, that He is their God and we, the people that have made Him, let God be God and they, submitting to His Lordship, are His people. So, Right before this happens, Saul comes across Samuel, and they they finally have their introduction. Mm-hmm. So uh, all those things, you know, I thought were well, they stood out to me. Where we all have that opportunity to to inquire the Lord, to come to Him, to draw near to Him, and and He wants to bring us into all His goodness, not just blessings of and feasts and stuff like that, but ultimately to have a relationship with him. So, who would like to continue? Oh, uh, I have one more thing. Oh, yes, okay, sorry. It's okay. You know how I tell you guys, if you lost something, ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Because he knows exactly where it is. He knew back then, he knows today. So, ask the Lord. You know, we don't, we are... That's the reason we tell you that. We don't have to go to a prophet. We don't have to go to someone else. When you have a relationship with him, God has made his dwelling place on the inside of you. That is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit abide in us and are with us to help us. So ask the Lord to show you. You know, I don't care if it's your keys or your favorite bobby pin. It doesn't matter. God wants to be welcomed into every part of your life. He wants to be included because he's got instructions for you. He's got an answer for you. So ask him. You know, and I ask first. Sometimes I'll go searching. I'll start off on searching, and he's like, hey, 
you just ask me? And I'm like, oh, that's right, Lord. That's right, Holy Spirit. Because, you know, I'm caught up in the moment of finding what it is that I need. And then when he comes to me, I'm like, oh, okay. So Holy Spirit, show me where my keys are or show me where this is or how to find this, you know, that whatever I'm looking for. And then I rest. I come to a, pa a place of resting in within my actions to go, okay, Lord, I trust you. I know that you've got this. And you are faithful and you'll show me where it is. And then he'll go, look over there. And I'll go, yes, sir. And go look and there they are. So rather than spending days searching around, come to him soon, quickly, and let him show you the answer. And then whatever he tells you or wherever he tells you to go, go there. And that's a, an application for today. Bring God into everything that you do. Bring God and his presence, his Holy Spirit into everything and every part of who you are. How should I wear my hair today? He'll give you the best hairstyle. Mm -hmm. I don't need to get my hair cut. What should I wear? He wants to do all of those things with you. He doesn't go, oh, that's too, it's small. Just call me for the important stuff. Because if you can trust him in the little things, you'll trust him in the big things. Absolutely. But if you don't have a foundation of trusting him and growing your walk and relationship with him, you will have a hard time trusting him for the big stuff because you won't know whether or not he'll do it. But if you have seen him in action and just the, the small insignificant things you're like well if he could do that then surely he could do this that's more important and you will have more confidence towards him Amen. absolutely anyone else have any any other comments any questions all right let's go from or i'm going to volunteer read from verse 15 through 25. Um, go ahead go ahead Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may serve my people from the hand, save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry has come to me. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me, where is the seer's house? Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and all on all your father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak like this to me? Now Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and had them sit in the place of honor among those who were invited. There were about 30 persons. Mm. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion which I gave you, of which I said to you, set it apart. So the cook took up the thigh with its upper part and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, Here it is, what was kept back. It was set apart for, for you. Eat, for until this time it has been kept for you, since I said I invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they had come down from the high place into the city, Samuel spoke with Saul on the top of the house. 
Matthew 26. They arose early, and it was about the dawning of the day that Samuel called to Saul on the top of the house, saying, Get up, that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose, and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a lot in this. Kick it off, right? With what the what the spirit's ministering to you in this. You have something to share, sir? Yes. All right. Let's hear it. I noticed that, like. Would the ruler that the Lord chose for Israel that it was the smallest person, just the least person, and the least person of the, yes, the least person of the church of Israel. So. Well, not necessarily the smallest person, because it said he was head and shoulders taller than everybody else, right? But he was of the smallest tribe. And family. And, yes, and family in Israel. You said that's what I was getting. Okay. Not that it was tiny. Wanda, just make it clear. Not short in stature, but small in, in, small in significance, right? Small in importance. He wasn't the, the, numbers. the, yes. the best of the best. And is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. What else, sir? Okay. And then the Lord should show me, like, with the scripture in Matthew, in Matthew, I'm pretty sure it's in Matthew, where it's talking about the least shall become the greatest, and the greatest shall become the least. Okay. And that the servants would become the masters. So the Lord should show me that it doesn't really matter about your stature matters about your heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Anyone else? Also, if you look at it, like kind of what Paul was saying that you could, oh, like what Paul was saying, he was humble. Like at that point, Saul was humbler instead of more humble. Um, more humble than when he was later in life. Mm -hmm. You can see that he got this in the place of honor, like what Paul was saying in Matthew. For, you do not go to the highest place you first. You said the lowest place to be at, and then you're asked to go set the higher place instead of having to be asked to move down. Mm -hmm. You can see that played out here. Mm -hmm. That's also in the later chapter he talks about this. So. Okay. Yeah. He does seem quite humble and willing to serve and gentle, Saul does, you know, looking at him here. It's almost like seeing a different person than what we know happens to him later on. And, um, and even though he was so, so much taller and more handsome, he, wasn't, he didn't seem arrogant. He was still willing to come and seek the Lord, and he still went on this journey to go with his father, you know, to go after the business his father sent him on. 
he didn't complain about it and go, don't you know how cute I am? Don't you know <laughs> how fine I am? How many ladies want to marry me or how important I am? He didn't do that. He's like, I'm, you know, he didn't threaten his dad and I'm bigger than you and I'll bonk you in the head. He didn't do any of those things. But he, you know, he said, yes, sir. And he willingly went on this journey and he worked hard on it. You know what I mean? He pursued through town after town and didn't just go, oh, these are some stupid donkeys. We lost them. Never mind. You know, this is not worth all my trouble. It was, it mattered to his dad. So it mattered to him and he was willing to serve his dad and, and whatever it took for him to get what he needed. Like, so he sought the Lord, you know, he, he worked, he traveled hard. He didn't. Like you said, Kyla, he didn't um, get weary and fall back, but he was even also concerned. I don't want my dad to worry that we've been gone for so long. We should have found them by now, and we need to we need to call. We need to communicate with him. You know, go back so that they let's ask the Lord about it, but go back so that he's not grieved over it. He even cared about his emotional well being in this process. Mm-hmm. This says a lot about him at this time. His gentle nature. Exactly, living a life out of humility. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Well, humility and servanthood. I mm-hmm. say. He's willing to serve. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another thing that stood out to me, and we were kind of already talked about it, is how he was not swayed by the length of the journey. Mm-hmm. And we have, even in these verses, he finally comes to the seer, Samuel. And Samuel sends him away. He's like, hey, uh, come back later. We'll, we'll talk, right? Essentially about all that's in your heart at the feast. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't break down and, no, I found you. I need to answer now. Right? The Lord has a timing mm-hmm. for everything. And Saul was content knowing that he would have the answer that he was looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and more, which the Lord always provides in abundance. Mm-hmm. Said he, he said he would tell them all that was in his heart. So, you know, sometimes we have a knack of, you know, if it goes beyond just dependence on the Lord, of it, sometimes our flesh gets in the way, even in dependence, and we're like, Lord, I want the answer now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Lord is... Is teaching us something, even in this, um, working some things out of us, if you will, allowing us to be patient and to just wait upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. And Saul was content with doing that. So I think that's a, something that we should all take note of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need the Lord, absolutely. And we need his wisdom, his guidance, but also be willing to, to, be, to wait on the Lord mm-hmm. for, for the answer. Not everything is instant gratification, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your way right away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I um, An important thing, we've talked about this in one of our previous teachings, is when God is working on something, he is working on all aspects of it. Absolutely. So the moment that, even prior to when they asked God for a king, Right, he was already working on the answer. Samuel heard from the Lord. God told him very specifically. So the people that 
have developed and walked in a relationship with the Lord. When you, the Bible says in Mark 11, when we pray, believe that we receive it, right? And we shall have it. Mm-hmm. When you stand, pray, forgive, <laughs> so that your Father in heaven will forgive you. So when we pray and ask God for something, at that moment that we pray, we release our faith and go, thank you, God. Lord, you heard me. I have the answer. We take that answer right then at that moment in prayer. And understand and realize that once we release our faith, we make our petition of the Lord, the ministering angels are going about bringing the other people into alignment and into um, the position that they need to be in so that our petition can be granted. So if somebody's believing God for a job, the moment you pray, you know, fill out your application, do all those things that you're supposed to do on your part, but know that God is also ministering to the hearts of the employers. He's working with the computer system to get your application put out in front. He's, you know what I mean, ministering. Um, on every level, to on, every individual. Exactly. That needs to be ministered. Doing everything that needs to be done. And yes, your eyes may not see it. Saul didn't know that God had spoken to Samuel's ear the day or a couple days beforehand mm-hmm. and sent him there specifically and pointedly to meet him to the point that Samuel had already set aside the meat that was going to be set before him and put the little special chair out and got the table ready and all of those other things, Saul had no idea about it, but God knew. So when you make your petition, don't get discouraged because it seems like time goes by before you see the answer. Trust your Heavenly Father. Trust the Lord (laughs) and Savior Jesus Christ that he has answered you, and you have that yes and amen, especially if you've asked something that's in line with who God's character and his nature is. Mm -hmm. And um, I use different language there pointedly because when sometimes we say the will of God, we get confused. But if it's in line with his character and his nature and his perfect will for you, then you've got the answer. You've got it. He said yes to you. Right? So he's working things out so that it comes to pass. So don't get discouraged. Keep trusting him and know that he's doing that. He's ministering to the hearts. He ministered to the heart of the servant in this case. He ministered to Saul. He ministered to Samuel. Even the ladies that they met out by the water pitcher, they were out there just in time or, you know, that were outside the gate. Um, Everything that was needed to guide yeah, they him were, they were going to, get some to water. the place or the person right. that he needed to go, Saul needed to go to yep. get his answer from the Lord. Yep. So, like, those ladies were significant. Oh, yeah, that's somebody that he could ask. Just ask this one question. That kept him going in the right direction. God will do all of that for us. And he doesn't leave anything unturned, any detail undone. So keep in faith. Do your part. Right? Whatever God asks you to do, do what you're supposed to do. And he is doing his part. I think that's another key point. I was going to bring that up as well. Is uh, two things. But the first, doing your part. And in that, right, so the Lord talked to Samuel specifically in mm-hmm. his ear, which shows one of the ways the Lord communicates with us, or that's mm-hmm. the audible portion. It talks about that with Moses as well, right? And the Lord spoke to Moses face-to-face like a man speaks to a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the only way that the Lord communicates with his friends. Right? He talks about dreams and visions, other places in Scripture. It's uh, And uh, the Lord spoke to his heart, to, mm-hmm. right, to people's hearts. The still small voice. Exactly, the still small mm-hmm. voice, right? Um, all those, all those various ways. Now, uh, 
So, but it but it goes to a one a closeness with the Lord, and two, it also speaks to a. Uh, I'll say, it shows that relationship. Are we able to hear His voice? How in tune are we with the Lord, with His voice when He is speaking to us? Mm-hmm. But then, as we were just talking about the, uh, I'll say, coming into alignment, right? Doing what He says to do. Now mm-hmm. He'd spoken to Samuel, but here. Samuel has the opportunity to be obedient or not, mm-hmm. right? To do the things the Lord had said to do, to, to put aside the choice, me, ultimately to inform Saul that the Lord has chosen him to be king, mm-hmm. right? Daniel talks about that as well, uh, where it says, changes the times and seasons, he removes kings and establishes them, mm-hmm. right? Gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Roman uh, Paul talks about that in Romans. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which is from God. The authorities that exist have been appointed by God. Right now, Samuel could could have been disobedient, and there's no doubt the Lord would have made him do it anyway. <laughs> right, because the, right, and we just talked about this in yesterday in Deuteronomy 17, where he says. Uh, when you ask me to set a king over you, like all the other nations around, well, it says me, but it's talking about us. It says uh, that you shall surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chooses, mm-hmm. one from among your brethren. Mm-hmm. This is the Lord's choice. Yeah. Now, how it ends up playing out, we'll, we'll get to, we'll discuss those points, mm-hmm. right, uh, when we get there, because there's a lot even within that, but... This was the Lord's choice for the people. And we see in there, uh, not just on the surface, because it's being demonstrated out. We talked about some of the, the quality traits, humility and servitude and right, all those things. Seeking the Lord first, not going about it his own way, right? Mm-hmm. That was how he lived. That was Saul's nature and character. The ordeal ultimately is remaining, mm-hmm. right? That's That's something that, almost adhere to right um but this was the lord's choice right mm-hmm. jesus had that with his disciples he said i didn't choose or you didn't choose me but i chose you and another place in scripture he says i chose you and yet one of you is a devil mm-hmm. the lord chooses us has chosen us each and every one of us to come to him to come into a relationship with him mm-hmm. the choice is will we and then will we remain which is also the choice. We remain with him. And you you have that here. Right? Everyone has, everyone, whether it was the, the women at the, at the well fetching water, um, Samuel, all, everybody involved has had the choice and the opportunity to come into alignment with what the Lord's doing. It was clearly the Lord ministered to them to be in those places at those times and to do what he had asked them to do. So, you're so, gonna say something, honey? Yeah, I was gonna. I want I want you all to ponder something for a second, and I'm sure you know the answer to this. Why would God choose Saul, knowing who he was going to later be? Why would God give him that position?
¿Qué no, mamás? Charles, did you have something first? Yes, and you can also see that he also gave him the opportunity, like with Jesus. Jesus didn't instantly rebuke him and call him out and cast him out as soon as he got there. He was given the opportunity to make it right and not do that thing. And you see that in many other places, like with Solomon. Here, The Lord already knew what Solomon was going to do, but he gave Solomon the opportunity to... Saul. Are you talking about King? Are you talking about David's son Solomon? Yes, but he, the Lord already knew what he was going to do, but he still gave him the opportunity to sort himself out. Okay. Okay. How does that apply here? Because he doesn't prejudge us of sins that we're going to do. He judges us by what we do do. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. What were you going to say, Kyla? I was going to add, like Thomas said, it was also making way and provision for Jesus to come, because. Saul needed David, and then David got the throne afterwards. And then Jesus comes from the lineage of David. And it gave room for the Lord to keep his promise to David and establish the final heir. Well, at this point, the promise had not yet been made. Exactly. That's true. But the Lord knows all that. He knows what's going to happen all the way at the world's end. And at the beginning. He knows everything. That's right. Okay. Also, kind of reminds me in Genesis where Jacob told, said that the scepter should, should not, will not depart from Judah. So, by Saul becoming king, it also paved the way for David to become king. Okay. I mean, at this point, was David even, how old was he? I think you, you, I'm not sure. If he was, he was roughly 16. He's a teenager, like close. He's probably like 12 to 10 at this time. Because it was two years before they went out and Samuel went to go anoint David between Saul right here and David there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I like that. Um, I have to look up the, the time frame and the difference, but Saul wasn't king long before David was anointed after him. Mm -hmm. However, David was a child. Mm -hmm. And so starting out with a child as king who doesn't know how to be king, that, that's probably not in the, the to be king's best interest. But also, God gives everyone a chance. Yeah, that exactly right, Charles. He doesn't prejudge us for the things that, even though he knows we're going to sin, or do certain things, or betray him, or act ungodly, or... Exactly. I mean, you can look at Judas, right? It was, well, whether it was known at the time, I'm sure that Jesus knew that he was pilfering from the, the money, money box, box. right? Yeah. Uh, he didn't remove him even from that <laughs> place of ministry, right? 
Now, all the times that it says, oh, they had no money. The Lord's telling Peter to go throw his hook into the water and grab a fish and pull the coin out of his the mouth. first fish, yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I mean, clearly this, this was a continuous thing. We're so forgiven, the Lord kept him in his place again, giving him the opportunity to come back into alignment, to serve him wholly. And I do mean wholly as in H-O-L-Y, but also fully. W-H. Entirely, yeah. We, he had a choice. He didn't have to do that to the Lord. God knew he would, but he didn't have to do it. God didn't force him to do that. God doesn't force us to serve him or force us not to serve him. But he knows who we are and what we'll choose. But he can't take the opportunity away from you to make a choice and then say you have a choice. And God knows that. Exactly. that that's his, his order of things, to give us a choice. Um, not man's order and God follows it and falls into it. No, it doesn't work that way. But, um, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. One last thing for you guys before we... Did you have anything else in it? I did. Oh. I, I wanted okay. to, to make this comment. Or we talked about Samuel with Saul and mm -hmm. how he came, you know, once it came in, was his desire to be obedient to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Samuel's, mm -hmm. that is. But also, Samuel honored Saul mm -hmm. when he was nobody. Yeah. He hadn't even proclaimed to him yet that he was going to be king. But yet, here he is honoring, putting him in the place of honor, giving, giving him uh, the best, if you will. Mm -hmm. The choice cuts of meat. Again, we said the place of honor, but also doing this in the midst of everybody. This is someone who, up until, what, earlier that day, maybe the day before, didn't even have an invitation to go to this sacrifice in this meeting up in this high place. But now he's he's given and he's put in a place of of honor, of reverence, if you will, in front of everybody. So I, I think that's significant. Because right? in the natural lot of our flesh, we look for people that are already established. Mm -hmm. and, and typically honor is given to them. Mm -hmm. Right? Because of whatever. Their accomplishment, right? All fleshly mm -hmm. things, accomplishments, amount of money, what, mm -hmm. so on and so forth, how well they're dressed, how eloquent they are, certifications, qualifications, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But how many times do we honor people that the Lord says should be honored? People that are in the natural, seemingly nothing. So I say that to, for this because this is how it applies to our life. Like Samuel, we need to be in tune with the Spirit with the Lord and what he says about a situation. But then also with that is a, that being in tune is every moment of every day, right? To be fully walking with the Lord in obedience to everything he says, right? We, we must do that in order to not miss out on divine appointments, on, right? I mean, how many times have we missed someone or something and then, you know, the Lord establishes them. And we're like, oh, man, I, I came across that person, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You know, at an earlier point in life, and but as a result of one thing or another, there isn't a relationship. There isn't a, I'll say, a connection. But it was an opportunity the Lord still provided. 
but we had to come into it. Mm-hmm. But with that, and not just about benefits and blessing people, we have to look at it from the other aspect, which is, uh, I'll say, souls for the kingdom. How many times has the Lord told us to minister to someone? Because he wants to bring them in, but we didn't listen. We were too busy, or we viewed the person a certain way. They weren't like us, they weren't established. We deemed them lowly or whatever for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Didn't look, sound, talk, whatever, like us. That's, that's partiality. It's a sin, but it's also disobedience because we didn't carry out the thing that the Lord told us to carry out. However, if we are walking in alignment with the Lord, in tune with Him and the leading of His Holy Spirit, we'll never miss out on an opportunity. But we have to set ourselves in, in the place and in the desire that we want to do that. We want to carry out everything that the Lord has for us to carry out. So, what kind of things can cause us to miss the Lord? Miss those divine appointments? You can summarize it in one thing. Hardness of heart. So, like, you know, it kind of seems like sometimes you're like walking along and you don't know which way to go, which way, what's going to make me miss God, what's not. Hardness of heart is what that is. So if your heart is soft towards God, you're not telling him no Subconsciously or consciously, your heart is pliable to him. He'll make sure you never miss a single thing, a single appointment. But if you harden yourself and begin to resist him, you are going to miss out. Okay? So it's really simple. Keep your heart soft and pliable to the Lord. Okay? Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to close out in prayer. Let's wrap things up for today. Let's, let's stop there and meditate on that. All right? But uh, who wants to close us out in prayer? Tyler, will you pray for us, please? Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and thank you for making a way for everyone, God, and that you pave our paths and how you orchestrate everything and you make it all come together to be pleasing before you, God. We also thank you that you have mercy on us and you give us an opportunity and you give us grace. Mm-hmm. Lord, please continue to help us understand what you're saying and who you are, God. And reveal yourself to us. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. 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 Everybody have a wonderful day and God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.